to talk about. All right. Stop yeah. me if you've heard this before. I, I haven't. Okay, cool. A TV show idea. It's about the New Republic policing force. Oh my goodness, right? I pitched that show. Isn't that crazy? Uh, Absolutely crazy. What what I call it? Uh, NRP, New, New Republic Patrol. And yeah. What's it actually called? So if if first off, welcome to Unanimous Indecision. I'm Joshua Troop. Uh, that's Ian Rismondo's lovely voice that he's looking off into the distance. But that's totally fine. I'm just gonna ramble for a little bit. Uh, assuming that this will be our good take of this episode because we have we're on like our fifth attempt it's been a rough morning but uh we're, we're getting down it's not monday but that's it's okay. a monday in spirit maybe uh i'm completely not finding where i wrote this down uh the show is called rangers of the new republic um and it the way it sounds is basically what I pitched for New Republic Patrol. Uh, we're also getting an Ahsoka show. We're getting a bunch of other Star Wars stuff also uh, that we'll definitely talk about on our weekly show. Because um, this this show's a little, little shorter. Um, we t try to just talk about The Mandalorian. When WandaVision comes out, we'll be talking about WandaVision. Um, but during the weekly show, we're going to be... That comes out in the middle. Uh, we're going to be talking about all that new, incredible Disney news that came out this last week and what we're really excited for. Also, some trailer talk and this, that, and the other thing. Like, we got uh, clips of the Cassie and Andor show. We got a uh, trailer for the Bad Batch series, a uh, spinoff of the Clone Wars show. So we'll we'll be breaking all that good Star Wars stuff down, as well as Marvel stuff and other Disney Pixar stuff that sounds interesting. Uh, but that's not here nor there. It's a little bit there. It's, it's mostly there. It's actually all there. Yeah. Uh, they, but this episode, The Believer, uh, it's pretty good. I mean, like, it's not like, to me, this is the show, this episode. Like, it's just like, yeah, it's fun. It's just like the next step in the journey. There, there was a few things that I think is like pretty incredible, but otherwise, yeah, it's just the next step in the journey. Um, why do you think it was called the believer? Where do you think that comes from? That's not what I was trying to toy with. Because um, I haven't yet figured that the, out. I don't the only that. thing that I'm sort of like 20% rationalizing in my head is it's Mayfield that like by the end of the episode, like sure, he's a fast talker. He doesn't like anybody kind of thing. But then by the end of the episode, he's like, oh, maybe I do stand for something. Uh, <laughs> right. Like he he believes in the cause that that the empire either, isn't <laughs> right right exactly it, it was maybe the title refers to that single shot that he fired right that it's like that, that's that the be. moment um but i mean like also with his stuff with dinjar and about like hey put your helmet back on i didn't see anything i didn't like, never see your face right and it's like oh that's feels out of character. I mean, their entire interaction is built on him trying to see his face. But that that was a brilliant line because <laughs> the whole the shot fired and he was or, or not that line, but the you did what you had to when he hands the helmet mm -hmm. back. You did what you had to, yeah. You yeah. did what you had to because it, it perfectly encompasses everything that happened. The I whole, will say the the dialogue fired. in this episode was so well crafted. 
I think everything I had the only line I had trouble with was like the last one of the episode, which what is the, uh, the hologram of. Oh Ken wait, you didn't like that? Ian, What's wrong with where that? Where he says he means more to me than you will ever know. Yeah, but that's all of that is what the moth said at the end of season oh, one. That he means more to me than you will ever know. Yeah, yeah, that whole the okay, whole hologram. There you go. That's fine then. Okay, the so whole, I like that better. I completely forgot about that. That and okay. what's great is so this was episode seven. In episode seven of season one, we meet Moff Gideon for the first time. He gives that exact line of dialogue, and then it cuts to black. Nice. Okay, if that's the and case, it, so it was I, the exact same. I had completely forgot about it. If it's yeah. the exact same, I you have better. something I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that was super cool. And, and I kind of feel like the, this episode framed it in a way that now you don't have to argue this, but because of the way the episode told this story, it almost feels like the Mandalorian got the idea to do that kind of from Mayfield, maybe to a certain extent that he, no, because I guess he sent it. Did he send it before? Cause he only grabbed the, the location from the computer, right? Well, once you grab the location, then you, no, Did he also it. send a transmission, or does he send a transmission after they take off? And I, I assume that we, we, he sends the transmission after they take off. That's what I assume too. Which means, so then going off of what I was saying is, I kind of feel like he almost learned that kind of revenge of like catch your arch enemy on on his heels, kind of from Mayfield in this episode, because Mayfield's like Maybe. directly confronting his arch enemy, the guy that destroyed his life. And I'm he's like, and he's just watching the way they're interacting. And he's like, hmm, you are saying things that are definitely getting under his skin. Like, Mayfield's a good influence for Din. Yeah, sort of. Sort of. Maybe, um, maybe not, but. They're shooting yeah. at us? <laughs> the Rhydonium? Uh, <laughs> Bill Burr is like such a good actor, but man, his Boston accent. <laughs> um,. But yeah, it's a it's a cool episode. Um, I think where where were we on Morak? New Imperial yes. base on Morak. They're where they're refining Rhydonium. Uh, we got. Uh, oh, I made a mistake uh, last week, by the way, and I owe you an apology. Um, I corrected you when you said Slave One, and I said it was Slave Two. Man, that stuff confuses me all the time. Uh, so it is Slave One, but. Uh, so I'll, I'll explain my confusion. Um, so in the prequels, we see Slave One, and it has a blue paint job. And in the original trilogy and in The Mandalorian, it has a red paint job on its landing. I don't know what you call that, but it's base. Okay. Um, so, and then I have the minimal awareness that there is a Slave One and Slave Two ship. So I'm like, okay, oh, so obviously different ships. No, Slave 2 is a completely different model ship that Boba okay. Fett just happens to pick up at some point in his journey and loses and then goes back to Slave 1. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't okay. know. But uh, there was that. And then also uh, I misspoke about Jango Fett. Jango Fett was actually fighting Death Watch in Legends. Okay. Um, so regardless, it'll just really make this whole Boba Fett, Din Djarin, Bo-Katan reunion very awkward where like they all kind of used to be on the same side and then they all were on different sides and then they <laughs> I was scrolling through Reddit and I found a photo from the Clone Wars TV show 
that this is an episode that I had seen. Um, and How it's, rare. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like halfway um, done. Yeah. Um, and it's where um, Plo Koon and Ahsoka are meeting with Aura Singh. Oh, and, good stuff. And so we have uh, Ahsoka holding a lightsaber to Aura Singh, and young Boba Fett is holding a blaster to Plo Koon. <laughs> and it was like, this would be such an awkward reunion. And now uh, I kind of want Ahsoka and Boba, Boba Fett. Yeah, to a certain extent. I don't think it'll, don't think I it'll mean, happen. Uh, although maybe it will. If they do the, the big team up. It's definitely interesting. Um, the fact that Ahsoka's getting her own show leads me to think that she won't be part of the team up, which right. I was already not thinking. Um, no, I think it's fine for her. She made her one appearance. That's fine. Also, I'd rather have Bo-Katan and the other. I honestly think up. it's just going to be the four people we've got on the ship, which is... Um, I was going to say Mayfield, but no, he's not on there anymore. Um, so Fennec, Boba Fett, uh, Cara Dune, Din Djarin, and then I think Bo-Katan is also going to arrive at Moff Gideon's ship around the same time, uh, maybe like halfway through the episode. Do we have one more episode, two? Yeah, one. Okay, so next week's last one. So next week we're invading. I definitely thought this episode was just going to be about getting Mayfield, and that happened in less than two minutes. <laughs> um, I was yeah, that was rather interesting. Like it opens with him getting picked up, and I'm like, huh? I guess that's it was be a done. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I guess that works for Cara Dune to still be part of. Uh, like she doesn't look bad to the New Republic now. Um, well, she did say she had to bend a lot of rules to get him out early. Right. So, which is interesting because, like, she hasn't earned that goodwill with the, you know, like normally you have to like grease some backs before you get to, or work for that work for someone so long, or do such a good job that you have that clout that you're able to just. But I guess I mean maybe a marshal's a decent title. I don't know. Yeah, but you could just appoint anyone to a marshal. Well, the New Republic can, and apparently Cobb Vanth, (laughs) he's a self-appointed marshal. Uh, but is the only higher authority that I that I, believe. That I subscribe to. Yeah, I pay him weekly. Uh, exactly. But I'm trying to think. Yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed that beginning stuff. It, it felt very Star Wars, very authentic. That he's like, oh, I'm being broken. Out. It actually felt very similar to kind of the, even though Cal Kestis in the beginning of the Fallen Order game isn't technically a prisoner, but he is working in scrapyards in hiding. Um, it kind of felt very similar to that. And then like, he's like, where are you taking me? Where are you taking me? <laughs> and then, oh, I thought you were this other guy to Boba Fett. And then, oh, here comes Din Djarin. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was exactly how I anticipated it to be uh, with Mayfield that like, they, they completely flipped the script on him that before it was the Mandalorian Din Djarin was the odd man out and it was Mayfield's crew. Now it's Din Djarin's crew and Mayfield saw it, man out. So he his jokes don't come out the same way. <laughs> like, um, he, he, he still tried. He gave it a fair effort. Yeah, and then what did you think of uh, what did you think of Boba Fett's new paint job? It looks clean. It looks very clean. Um, I wonder. I'm gonna do this it. is something in the previous episode when he finally got his stuff back and we saw his um, his jetpack. Something I found again on Reddit, uh, which some eagle-eyed viewers, I guess, are just 
very good at this. Um, there is a patchwork job on the jetpack in the exact same spot where Han Solo damaged it in Return of the Jedi. Whoa. That's very cool. And I have a photo here. I don't want to just hold my phone up to the screen. I'll, I can show you later. But it's... Yeah, you'll have to show me later. Really that cool. sounds cool. Uh, so I, I, I kind of wish we could have kept that. But, you know, new paint job is, is good and all. Yeah, I mean, it allows... And then he gives that line, they might recognize my face. Because he's a clone. <laughs> it's great. That's um, really good. That, but I, I thought, like, a lot of the character stuff that we learned was pretty interesting. Fennec is wanted by the Empire. Um, obviously, Cara Dune can't go. And then... What is the ISB? Because that's what they're... Imperial Science Building. No, Science. Science. The uh, enemy yeah, of the man. ISB is... Um, I Which know. I'm assuming is just the Empire. I don't know. It might be a subdivision. Yeah, um, it's something within them. They name dropped Operation Cinder, which was from the Battlefront 2 game, uh, which is very cool because Operation Cinder was basically, uh, to those of you that don't know, uh, was basically one of uh, Palpatine's contingency plans that uh, if he dies, the Death Star is destroyed and it looks like the Empire is going to lose, then they should just destroy every installation they have and take down anyone they can with them. Um, which proved to be quite a nuisance for the New Republic. <laughs> uh, or the Rebellion, I guess, still at the time. But um, And then we find out just how much of a nuisance, because Mayfield was there for one of the plans of Operation Cinder. Um, and I, I will say, to me, the line that strikes out to me as like kind of a weird line is that the guy says, there's a man that knows his history, it was like four years ago. Like, True. <laughs> I do feel like though, if you're not, and if you're in the empire, you know, right? Okay, that's <laughs> like if you're if you're not like a part of this world, then yeah. then maybe you don't know as much about it. But if he's a trooper and if he's been a trooper for years, which I imagine like they're not doing, they're not heavily recruiting now, or maybe they are. Who knows? Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he, he probably would have known that. So that does feel like kind of a weird line. I feel like that's more for us than for... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And then they... Uh... But yeah, the whole when they're in the truck, I don't know what you want to call it, the 18-wheeler. The transport. Uh, the transport, right. Uh, how he's like, hey, you should take your helmet off. It feels much better without it. Um, right. And he's, he's like, he gives his racist you people... <laughs> um, <laughs> by you people i mean mandalorians definitely um and then throughout the episode he's just ribbing him trying to get him to take his helmet off and then i mean from the beginning when they're like all right who's gonna go on this on this trip i'm like oh it's it's gonna be it's gonna be Tim. right and i mean it's his yeah and it's then Riffle's like you gotta show your face and he's like i'll go this was a cool episode i gotta say like for it having like five main characters kind of thing it was very much focused on the Mandalorian, which is good. That's the way the show should be. Unless it wants to turn into a team show, then it needs to split it evenly. But because uh, I kind of felt a little bit last week, like it was cool seeing Boba Fett and him fighting was awesome. But at the same time, I was like, Mandalorian's like a background character to the Boba Fett fighting. I feel like that was... <laughs> of him showing off like this is his return 
Right. Yeah. Really no, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. I'm just saying. He needs, he needs his time in the spotlight. Right. And hopefully nothing more. But um, even though he got the greatest mic drop, in my opinion, this episode. But, um, uh, but and then the Mandalorian has to do what he swore to never do. And that's remove his helmet in front of people. Show his face. And show his face. And it's all. And then, but I think the more interesting thing, I mean, it's a, it's a character decision that like, okay, um, he'll cross that line, right? Mayfield says everyone has lines that they'll cross when things get bad. Um, so he's crossing that line now. And then the thing that's interesting is, was it that the computer, because I'm trying to think. So Mayfield said the the computer would send an alarm if anyone was flagged in New Republic registries. But is it also verifying that you are Imperial yourself? I don't think so. I think it literally just made sure that you're not an, you're not like a you're not New Republic. Do. Okay, yeah. that's a little bit better because in my mind I was like, huh, I wonder. He's not imperial, he's the- Right, but I was thinking about so like Death Watch in the Clone Wars, um, when they team up with a certain nefarious villain, um, they split in half. Bo Katan takes her half, I guess, called the Night Owls, and then the other half, following Gar Saxon, stays behind. And Gar Saxon continues to work with really bad people and eventually the Empire. Um And so I was like, huh, I wonder if Mandalorian would be like 20, maybe 30 um, at the time of the early empire. Maybe he was part of Gar Saxon's platoon and maybe he worked for the empire. That makes sense because then he eventually becomes part of the children of the watch, which I guess at some point the Mandalorians were betrayed by the empire. Um, I don't know. Uh, truth be told, I don't know. Because like the man, yeah. there were, in Rebels, we see that there are Mandalorians fighting the Empire and Mandalorians helping the Empire. So it could go either way. Um, I think it makes. A, I think it makes a little bit more sense for the Children of the Watch to have been with the Empire, though, as opposed to against it, since they're a division of Death Watch, which was kind of working with very bad people. <laughs> they seem to be at least from what little I know about them to be separate, like on their own, like they were not part of either. They were more radical and just. Well, death watch was pretty radical. So uh, <laughs> I, I know that, yeah. but I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, either way. I don't know, but it's just, it, it could just be as simple as he's not, he doesn't get flagged as a new Republic person. So he's clean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we get a ton of Mayfield's backstory which is pretty interesting that he's not a one note character. Uh, (laughs) Makes it good. I mean, if you can give a backstory in like a two minute speech. Yeah. uh, In a very tense conversation. Like it it was kind of the thing that I was like, well, now I want to know Phoenix's backstory. She said she's wanted by the ISB. Is that for any reason in particular? (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, so Mayfield was there at Operation Cinder, and he lost a bunch of his his buddies. He he's ex-imperial, um, and he's pissed. 
Um, and, and rightly so, I would think. Uh, he's talking to his former commander, I guess. Someone, someone in charge of him, and he's just like, ah, oh, they. The guy who gave the order. The cost. Yeah, uh, and he's like, really? Was it really okay? Well, it's, then, then, it, it's a pretty good conversation because it goes to like all the Imperials saying like, uh, what the, is it in Rogue One? I'm trying to think. There, there was something um, that they're like, judged by any metric, uh, worlds that have Imperial rule are better off than worlds that don't. Um, I, I think that's in Rogue One. I could be wrong. Um, and then, uh, so it's like, any metric, huh? <laughs> um, and, and like the peace, justice, freedom, security, like uh, Anakin rambles on about in Revenge of the Sith, that it's like, sure, the, those are the things they advertise they're bringing to these worlds, but ultimately they're just enslaving all of these worlds, right. uh, which we get a pretty good look at again in the Battlefront 2 campaign um, when she goes back to her home world and she's an Imperial and she's like, why are all my people in <laughs> in cages? Like um, that's why she switches, right? And um, I still think she should have been she should have been a playable character on both sides in multiplayer. I'm kind of with that. Uh, yeah, for sure. It's like if anything, like she should have. Well, I guess if you only put her on the light side, you spoil the campaign, right? She so I guess up. that's the reason to only put her on the dark side is that is if you only play multiplayer. If you or didn't you know, yeah. But who cares? I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, and then like, but yeah, watching Din Djarin, how like he does such. It's so good that like uh, he's so he normally Stop. has his mask on, um, so like no one can see him, and then he's like face to face with these people. And he's just doesn't know how to respond to people. It's just like micro expressions. Like, like it's just keep his face tight. Don't, don't like, don't really look at people. Don't. Mm -hmm. I, I loved it. It was great. Um, he finally gets to show his face and there's like so little movement. So and it, Mayfield. I mean, I, yeah, go ahead. I say, I, I loved it. I think that was perhaps the best response. Like I was expecting when uh, Valen Hess came over to talk to him, I was expecting him to just put his helmet back on and then turn. Um, but I, I liked that the rest of the sequence was without that. that yeah, cool. and then he's just like watching back and forth between Mayfield and <laughs> Hess, right. and right. he's like, "Mayfield, stop, stop poking the bear." Um, and then Mayfield's done with it, and and he shoots the bear. Yeah, and <laughs> that it could have come off like kind of cheesy, but I actually think it came off like really well. Their reactions, everyone's reactions in the room to it, because he. He shoots him like really fast. He's like to the empire and then he gets shot. And then um, they both look at each other and they're like, that just happened. And then immediately he's like, there are other people in this room and looks over and there's a dude like holding a tray of food. And he's just like, I guess I'm killing you too. And, <laughs> and then they're both like, well, all right, time to go. <laughs> I mean, as soon as the first shot is fired, they both realize like there's no <laughs> yeah. peaceful way out of this. You have to, you have to go guns blazing. Yeah, but um, but it was good. And then, I liked, yeah, go ahead. I was ex I was expecting there to be 
or I kind of wanted there to be some sort of like uh, back and forth between Fennec and uh, Cara Dune about their sniping, just being like, "Ooh, good shot," or like just like <laughs> some sort of back and forth between them. About <laughs> That's three for me. Exactly. That still only counts That's as one. Still only counts as one. <laughs> yeah, you wanted some good Lord of yeah. the Rings memes. Um, that would have been okay. Um, I Especially since like they even do that in Clone Wars, so it'd be kind of funny. Um, Anakin yeah. and Ahsoka keep count. Uh, yeah, but sorry, what were you saying before? Uh, I was gonna jump to the my favorite sound in Star Wars history, which, which is? is the Slave One bombs. Yes. Um, we get to see another one of those, which we haven't seen since Attack of the Clones. Oh, and man, so there's music playing, music playing as it falls out. It's deployed, music playing. Everything goes quiet. And then Explosion. it's yeah. so good. It's so good. Uh, I love that sound. I have to agree, I think. Because, man, I remember so many car trips where that movie would be the only movie we hit the movie we'd have. So we'd watch it. <laughs> and love that sound every time. It's so good. That was one of my favorite parts of that movie for so long, the Obi-Wan and Jenga Fett fight um, yep. on Kamino and then in their ships. Yep. Um, like I like uh, that, and I like the, the Battle of Geonosian. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm one of the few people in the world that really likes that movie, but um, <laughs> like almost all of it. Like, yes, the dialogue is pretty bad, but the story is fantastic in my mind. Um, yeah. But we talk about that. that yeah, that it, not about that. Franchise. Let's go back to the unifying Star Wars and the Mandalorian. Uh, <laughs> the only product that everyone likes. Right. Uh, and then he gives his uh, hologram of saying Moff Gideon's words back to him, which is genius. Mayfield is allowed to go on his way. Looks like he died in the explosion. Uh, oh, no. When they were talking about Mayfield, I was like, this could kind of go two ways. Like, this is like, oh, it's a shame he didn't make it out of there. And then it's like, I guess we have to kill him now. <laughs> I was never thinking right, that. Like, uh, when, when they were seeing the dialogue, I was like, this is the perfect dialogue to say in front of someone right before you kill them. Right. Yes, uh, I agree. And my other <laughs> thought was, uh, I, thought they, they, I thought that they were going to forgive him, but maybe that like Cardoon would bring him along, be like, hey, you want to come be a good person? Not just like yeah, I, I almost felt there was something that she was like, mm, maybe you want to, which I maybe he'll expecting... pop up. Maybe he'll pop up maybe. in the Rangers show. That would be cool. She like catches him doing something bad and she's like, come on, come on. <laughs> Again. You, you... <laughs> you do something bad, you do something good. Whose side are you on? And he's like, oh, I'm my own side. <laughs> there needs to be another explosion. Be like, well, can die in the explosion and then shoot him. <laughs> right right uh, yeah it, it was definitely dialogue that like oh it could be we're letting you go or we could just drop you now <laughs> until until he started walking away i really wasn't sure which way it was going to happen i was, uh, I, I was like, pretty sure but they're good could people. be a long con i yeah. mean yeah but the, the first time he started walking away i was like oh, oh that's that's so nice and then he turned back and he's like really okay yeah he's not expecting so, this kindness the thing though is they let him go right near an Imperial base that just got raided. Uh, his face was seen in the base. Yeah, he's uh, kind of screwed. 
is he going to go hike some miles away to like just live out in the village? How is he going to get off planet? Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, does he have? Where is he getting a ship? He's going to steal a Tie Fighter. Because um, the thing is, they could have just they could have let him go, but taken him somewhere else. Right. They. But, that's kind of what I thought they were going to do initially, but then I was like, mm, maybe not. Uh, well, I, I kind of just thought he was going to come along with them to go get Grogu, but they're like, no, we're just going to part ways here. We don't need your help right. in episode eight. <laughs> you spared his life, but left him to die. Right. <laughs> um, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. Right. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know how he's getting off, uh, Morak, but maybe there's other stuff there. I don't know. Um, I've liked the, like the list of planets that we've seen, cause they really done a good job of showing us new things. It's weird. Cause through. like we've gone to Tatooine like three times, <laughs> but, <laughs> fair, yeah. but at the same time, uh, I'm having trouble remembering half the names, but we got Morak, we got Tython, we got... A handful of others um navarro which we go to several times but um this is much better the, the other thing i'm thinking about that where you see so many worlds is it the force awakens when we get the star killer base killing destroying planets well yeah i guess okay in that because yeah. like it fires up and we go to, we, we see like, planets, yeah yeah we see a bunch of different worlds and we see these people just living their life and i'm like i don't know who these people are i don't know anything well, about so them. that's I the thing them. is it's supposedly like the yeah that's supposed, supposed to be the i don't know if because it's the hosnian system i don't know if there's a planet within the hosnian system called hosnian <laughs> but uh that's supposed to be where like new coruscant is right i, I do remember and i think like, there's a cut scene i think there's a cut scene um, where Leia is having a conversation with the character we kind of focus on as she dies. Okay. And I was like, that scene was definitely needed. Yeah, I, I think that would have been much better <laughs> if we'd had that. Um, I don't know why they cut that, but yeah. Uh, but other than that, really, really happy with what uh, this yeah. season has done. Yeah, we probably won't be getting a new planet uh, next week. Seems like we're going to have a cool space episode. Uh, very much probably in the vein of the middle of A New Hope uh, is right. what I'm thinking. How do you think, if you had to make a guess, how do you think this this last episode's going to end? I think they'll get him back. He's going to get him back. Do you think they'll just be like, they'll be off on their journey again. We'll we'll catch up with them in a year. Or It might have a cliffhanger, to be honest. Um. Or maybe it does end with them like sabotaging the hyperspace travel on Gideon's ship, and so then they get away. Um, and Boba Fett's like, "Where to?" And then he he's like about to answer, and they cut. I don't know. And he drew, do you think Bo-Katan gets the dark saber in this episode? In episode eight, that's a great question. Ooh. Because this is I this want is the big to... where I say no. I say no. I, I think it. I think it needs to be held on to for another season, um, or at least longer than. Because I think we need to see more of it. I think we need to like 
not necessarily know more about it, but but see the importance of it a bit more? I think I, I was going to say yes. I was going to. Um, okay. But I think no is an easier answer to defend. <laughs> um, I, I was going to say yes, just because like, if Bo-Katan shows up, because there's no guarantee she'll show up in the next episode. Mm -hmm. But I was like, if she shows up, she should kind of succeed in what she's doing to a certain extent. But the reason why I do agree that no is a better answer, that she shouldn't get it, is that Moff Gideon should still command this presence with the Darksaber. And it gives an opportunity for Bo-Katan and Din Djarin to look each other in the, in the mask and go, hey, you're after Moff Gideon for the Darksaber. You're after Moff Gideon because he's after you. So let's work together. And maybe season three is more a collab rather than just Din Djarin and Grogu on their own. Maybe they're also, <laughs> they're also working with Bo-Katan and uh, the Night Owls. They'll just add an oh. S to the end of the show name, and it'll be the Mandalorians. Right. <laughs> Next, Mandalorian. Mandalorians. Exactly. There's a colon. No. <laughs> uh, it, it's S in parentheses. Yeah, because then we would learn kind of like what Bo-Katan's been up to. Maybe season three will explain more about like what was in the Purge. What is new Mandalore? What is what is left of Mandalore? Because Bo-Katan seemed to say it, it's been overestimated how much it was destroyed, but uh mayfield was like it's as destroyed as alderaan <laughs> which yeah, the, reports so we're not sure yeah um, um so so i think i think you're probably right i think she probably won't succeed and they're gonna have to work together which will give us the audience the explanation of what's been going on with the mandalorians over the past 10 15 years um as well as why she needs the dark saber so much. I mean, we know why, but uh, to show the new audience, kind of thing, what what it means, um, and explain yeah. how there was this older Mandalorian Jedi, which makes it interesting because Grogu is now technically a Mandalor. Well, if he becomes a Jedi, I guess he's if a he Mandalorian and Force user. Yeah. Um. At least. It's it's pretty rare for there to be Mandalorian Force users. So, uh, and one of the first ones made the dark saber. So let, let's see where it goes. Um, I don't know. Uh, that it's, it's really cool. I mean, yeah, that was, that was a good question. Fantastic so far. Um, I mean, they're they're obviously gonna set up for a third season. The show has done so well for Disney that there there's no I way they're gonna think, get up to. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito, who plays uh, Moff Gideon, I believe he, I don't know if he let slip or intentionally was like, oh yeah, my character's still antagonizing all the way through season four. So Ooh. they got plans. As long as nothing radical happens, um, it, it, the show will be around for a little bit more. Uh, which I'm excited for. Uh, quick question before we get out of here. They said the Lando series and the Ahsoka series, they called them event series. Are we thinking that's just one season? Probably. Is that what that means? Probably. Okay. 
Uh, um, I'm intrigued. Okay, for the Lando series, do you think it's going to be a young or old Lando? Beats me. Um, but they definitely missed out on the name of the Calrissian Chronicles that Lando is talking about in Solo. Um, there, there's such a thing going on right now where, like, you name a TV show just like one word. I don't get the or, idea or, of naming your show after your main character. Like, I guess movies sure. do that. But, I guess but like, even, like all, all the superhero her. movies do that, right? Right. Because uh, that's like, how all of the comics did it. Disney Pixar movies that are coming out, or most of them are just a single word. Uh, the Star Wars shows, we've got Ahsoka, we've got... Um, well, Ryan the Last Dragon's a long one, but then there is like Moana, Luca's coming. Um, Soul. Soul. Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, <laughs> well, on the flip side, we have yeah. movies coming out with uh, Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of... <laughs> Fantabulous yes, Emancipation of one Harley Quinn. But they did that... I think in direct opposition of this. Really? Yeah, it could be. You, you're probably right. Um, that names are becoming too simplest. But then you have like. I uh, mean, there's always going to be outliers. There's always going to be. There's always going to be those that go against it, or just do whatever they want to. Oh uh, no! You have the. You have the joke about like Marvel movies being like Captain America three, the Civil War <laughs> sequel to Avengers two, Age of Ultron, <laughs> like. Right. Uh, you have like all these long, long-winded names. So I don't, I don't know. I, I definitely, I like the balance normally. Um, like, but like a movie like uh, Equalizer, that's such a cool name. Um, yeah. With just one word. word. But but then another Denzel Washington movie, uh, Book of Eli. If you just called that Eli, doesn't have the same ring to it. Book of Eli's great. Well, because I, th- I think talking about Raya and the Last Dragon, they could have just straight up called that movie Raya. True. And, yeah. And, and again, I'll point to Moana uh, for. Right, which for they did. Film. Yeah. Exactly. Um, because, so, yeah, you're right. Like all the Star Wars things, except for Rangers of the New Republic, um, yeah. it's Ahsoka, Andor, Kenobi, Acolyte. Acolyte, Lando. I guess a droid story is slightly different. Uh, uh, Rogue Squadron. Um, I mean, there's always there's some different ones. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But, but the majority, I see what you mean. Um, I just think it's weird to name it after your main character, right? Um, right. When when it's a fit, I don't know, because like I don't mind it when Marvel does it. I guess I'm just maybe I'm getting tired of it. Maybe that's all it is. I'm getting tired of the naming convention. Um. Or maybe it's just that I think Star Wars is about events and not people. Maybe <laughs> it's about the Star Wars, dare I say, and not star people. Roll credit. We just focus on the important people fighting the wars. <laughs> uh, but well, if you focus more on the the wars themselves and not the people, that's just like a history book. That's true. Uh, and yet. Same. Star Wars has some of the deepest lore ever because of that. <laughs> and they cut it all out. And they cut it all out. But it seems like it's slowly being somewhat recanonized. Certain yeah, which, aspects. Again, and they're picking and choosing, and it's taking years. But they are coming back around to, to bringing certain pieces of lore back, which I like. It's nice. Yeah. Um, in, what was it, like 2012, millions of voices screamed out, 
<laughs> in pain. Um, sure, yep. Cried out. Uh, but when everything was decanonized. But we're getting a little bit back with Boba Fett, with uh, Operation Cinders expanding it. And all the good stuff that is to come. Episode eight, any predictions beyond maybe Bo Katan showing up? Um I'd like to see more of the Dark Troopers, the the the, the robot android things. Okay. Next. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if they'll show up. They seem to be okay, they, they were kind of hyped up pretty well. Uh and then we saw them for like two minutes. So, right. Yeah, they they don't do a whole lot in episode six. They just land, pick up Grogu, and bail. I yeah, think I think you're else, right. That'd be cool. I think something else that would be nice to see is get a little bit more about the the whole what I believe to be like uh, Snoke body creation operation. Just get some some other lines just to hear about that operation a bit, and then that could be the end of it for this season. So I think we will get that. I saw this picture that was really cool. Um, it was a little hard to tell if it was the exact same, but what it was is these two images. One was of chil clone children from Attack of the Clones, um, and they have a patch on their shoulder. Um, and it's like one vertical bar with two vertical bars next to it. And it was this blue and white patch. And then... Uh, they, uh, it was this blue and white patch, but someone put this picture of Dr. Pershing, who's the guy who was doing the tests on Grogu. Apparently on his shoulder, he has a patch that I think it's the inverted colors. So it's, okay. it's not white on blue, it's blue on white or something, uh, but it looks very similar. And so it's like, that would make sense if we're going the cloning Snoke kind of route, right? Um... But then it's like, oh, this might be an interesting opportunity if we do get that to have an interaction with Boba Fett. Right? He's a clone. And then additionally, maybe that means they talk and Boba Fett goes, I know that symbol. It. We need to go to Kamino. You need to go to, maybe he doesn't say we, like he'll go his own way. But he's like, you need to go to Kamino. I don't know, but maybe. That would be interesting. Um, see another familiar world that's not just Tatooine um, that seems to keep popping up. Something else that this season has done a really good job of is just showing us how much stronger the Empire is getting in the absence of the Emperor. They're because back. Until the <laughs> came out, we always thought that, like you know, after Episode Six, the Empire just it's gone. It just kind of fell apart. I mean, and there were certain pieces that told us like there were remnants that, that survived, but this is showing us that they're still doing pretty well. Yeah, like very much so. Um, so uh, that's kind of interesting to see. It's, it's kind of fleshing out that time in between. I mean, at the very beginning of the show, like Grief Cargo says, like he's just like he's just a warlord, right? It turns out to be an imperial, right. and then slowly but surely, then they say like, oh, he's got four guys with him at the most. And then he's we got like a so hundred. And we were so surprised to see those trooper helmets and be like, oh my God, there's troopers here. Right. And now we see there's like, the empire is still doing really well. <laughs> They're still operating. Like, like we saw a Morak, like that is a full, full operation right there. Yep. Uh, 
crazy. Yeah, it was a fun episode though. Uh, nothing too incredible happened, but it was it was good good character stuff, which is possibly the best stuff. All right, to set us off, I know we already just got a bunch of new Star Wars shows coming out, but if you had to make a spinoff show from this episode, oh man, honestly, I thought Hess was going to survive, and that's where I was going to go. Um, but <laughs> that didn't happen. Uh, I don't know, because I think you have Mayfield show up in the Rangers show at least once. So I don't think you go with him. Um, if you had to choose something. Okay, here's that. Here's an interesting one. Either. Uh, interesting, too, I guess. Either something with Fennec, maybe a Fennec single season, give her an origin story. Um, which I don't, again, I don't think you need to do. I think the Boba Fett series, if she's still serving her life debt with him kind of thing, um, you could easily explain her story with him. Right. Uh, which I think their, their relationship is really fun. I think, uh, because she's seems very loyal. Um, she's like, yep, you saved me. This is my life now. I'm in. <laughs> uh, but the other one I was thinking and it would be kind of weird to choose this in particular, but we get pirates in this show. Give us a show about Star Wars pirates. I mean, we see yeah. them in the Clone Wars. We see them in Rebels uh, with Hondo. Maybe you follow some really nefarious new characters that are pirates, and maybe Hondo has a run-in with them since Hondo has kind of changed his life over the past 30 years quite a bit. Um, and maybe they have a run-in with him, and he's like, hey, you guys are pirates, but you could be so much more. And they're like, but we just want to be pirates. <laughs> um, so, so I think a pirates thing could be cool where they're just causing chaos and it's very just like screw with people. They steal from the empire, steal from the Republic. They don't care. They're just trying to make a quick buck. Right. Make some spice. I could see that. I could see that. Um, uh, something I was, are, are we getting a Boba Fett show? I think so. I guess they didn't talk about it, right? Yeah, huh. talk about it. In there. That might be the biggest thing they didn't talk about that a lot of people are speculating we're getting. Maybe it'll be a surprise. Maybe. Maybe, maybe that was intentional. They're like, we're dropping all this stuff. They'll forget about Boba Fett. And then in like March, they're like, ha, Boba Fett trailer or something. I don't know. Right. That'd be big. That'd be real big. That'd be cool. That would, that would be really smart of them if that's the case. Um because there's a lot of people saying that Boba Fett was filming his series now. Um, they actually got Boba Fett to come in and film it. <laughs> I don't know how, how true that statement was. Cause maybe they were just filming season three of the Mandalorian. Right. Right. Like who knows? Um, otherwise. Oh man, that is cool. Otherwise, I think that's probably the end of the show. We've gone uh, pretty long. We're almost rounding out 50 minutes. But Mandalorians, it's just so enjoyable. It makes me feel so good watching it, no matter how scary it is and how much you fear for Grogu's life um, and anyone else's. Man, I'm so attached. Um, I, I, do think, I do think they will succeed in getting Grogu back next episode. Yeah. Um. And then I think they're going to like sabotage the hyperspace on Gideon's ship and get away. 
I think that's how it'll end. We'll see. Uh, maybe there'll be, I mean, a season finale could be quite a few mic drops. Um, but I wonder, eh, I don't know, but it's going to be good. Mandalorian episode eight next week uh, for our middle of the week show, which we do two shows on this channel. We do uh, our review of whatever nerdy product is coming out weekly, such as the Mandalorian. When WandaVision starts getting, getting up and going, we'll do WandaVision. Uh, we're talking about maybe doing something for the uh, CWDC shows, but there's a lot, so so that's still in discussion because uh, that'll be hard to keep up with. Uh, but otherwise, our weekly show that we talk about, we normally do a movie review and movie news. I had previously said that we were going to be reviewing Matrix, uh, and then Disney decided to reveal way more news than I anticipated, than anyone anticipated for that matter. Um, so uh, we kind of decided that we're not going to review Matrix um, this week. We'll probably get around to it sometime near Matrix 4 coming out, assuming it still comes out in, in all of this Warner Brothers fiasco kind of stuff. Uh, we'll get to the Matrix and probably the whole trilogy, hopefully. I'd like to do that. It'd be nice. Um, to the but otherwise, uh, we're mostly just going to be talking about movie news, um, what are the new Star Wars, Marvel, Disney products? There's also a few other news topics unrelated to Disney. Um, not too many, but uh, the bulk of what we'll be talking about on Wednesday is our hype for these upcoming projects that are very exciting, uh, at least to me. <laughs> um, otherwise, I think we're going to end the show there. Ian Rismondo, thanks for your input, as always. Thanks for having me. And I'm Joshua Troop. This is Unanimous Indecision. We'll catch you next time.